gentlemen, to the Progressive Gentleman Podcast. We are your hosts, Matt and Dan. And thanks, as always, for the support and for taking the time to listen to us nerd out about music. This episode is the next in our general transmission series. In these episodes, we talk about what's going on recently in the world of heavy and progressive music, things like recent news, new music, new tours, as well as what we've been listening to lately. So without further ado, Matt, what have you been jamming lately? Uh, for me, uh, it's been mostly the the new Monuments record uh, in Stasis. Um, yep. Yeah, I've been listening to that. Uh, well, I listened to it a couple times yesterday, and then once again this morning. Uh, I think yeah, I probably listened to it three or four times through, and I'm really digging it. Uh, it's definitely a strong contender for album of the year, I think, so far. So that's yeah. been my main thing that I've been listening to lately. Um, also, some of the Kara Kara and Delta Sleep, which, you know, we went and saw their show a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, so I've been listening to their their stuff just kind of as the aftermath of the, the hype from the show. So. For sure. For sure. What about you? Uh, same with the Monument stuff. Uh, in particular, the, sing- the single that they released, Cardinal Red, but uh, that whole record is pretty fantastic. So, I mean, we'll talk about that a little later, but... Yeah, that, that record is great. Um, I've also been listening to Hagen's Affinity record a lot. Ooh. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Hagen, and I'm hoping that they release another full length this year. I know they've been teasing, uh, you know, I, they've been teasing a single, and they've been teasing new music, so I'm hoping we get a full length. Um, also, Silent Planet, uh, mostly The Night God Slept and Everything Was Sound. I'm a big fan of the song Panic Room. I'm a big oh, fan, yeah, it's, it's big a fan of the song Native Blood. Uh, Depths, too, is also really great. I just everything that uh, that band puts out. And Garrett Russell is one of my favorite people in metal. So uh, big fan of that. And then also we have a playlist out there. Um, we linked it a little bit on our social media. But the Progressive Gentleman Essentials playlist on Spotify. Uh, definitely look it up. Give it a like. Uh, a lot of great songs on that. So typically when I'm driving around, I put that on shuffle. So yeah, it's, and it's also for, I mean, we kind of talked in the, in our first episode about our like origins and and stuff, but that's kind of a snapshot of, you can just listen to all of our, our favorite jams. Uh, So yeah, definitely check it out. If you're, if you're curious to discover more, or if you just kind of want to get a feel for our musical tastes a little more than what we talked about in our first episode. For sure, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, like classic prog songs, you know, stuff off of Tesseract's Altered State, stuff off oh, of so uh, good. August Burns Red's early, re- early records, like, uh, you know, Mariana's Trench is such a great song that's on there. Um, you know, there's just a lot of great old songs, but also we mix in some of the new stuff, too. I know I put some of the new Monuments songs on there. I know I've put some of the new Animals as Leaders songs on there, so... Uh, we try to keep it up to date as well, and it's cool that you can go from a song by Delta Sleep to a song by The Contortionist to a song by Haken. You know, it's just it's a cool, uh, definitely a cool playlist to put on shuffle. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that's basically what we've been listening to lately. So let's jump right into the news. Uh, we're gonna start with a couple sad ones. I feel like that's uh, been our been our thing on these episodes, but. Yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, there's been so much sad news and definitely would prefer to have happier news. But I feel like starting off with is probably kind of like rip off the Band-Aid and then move on to happier subjects to round it out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, definitely going to start off talking about uh, Taylor Hawkins, uh, Foo Fighters drummer. He died in South America while they were on tour. Um, 
extremely surprising, sad news. I mean, I remember reading that for the first time and just being in shock. I mean, the Foo Fighters, I think for most people who listen to heavy music, I mean, everybody seems to have a respect for them, uh, myself included, obviously. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I couldn't believe, uh, actually, Colleen told me that she, like, she had seen it on social media, and I hadn't been on social media much that, that day to, to see any of it, and she told me, and I was, was like, what? And I was like, it, for a second, it was like, you've got to be joking, but then it was like, why would, why would you joke about that? And right. what, like, you know, so it just, I think my brain went through like a bunch of different emotions all at once, like, yeah, holy shit. And I know, I mean, uh, my wife, Stephanie, that's one of her favorite bands of all time. I even bought her tickets uh, for their upcoming tour. Uh, yeah. So that, it's just real sad. Uh, never, I personally have never got to see them live. Um, so I was kind of looking forward to that. Um, again, it's not necessarily heavy music per se or progressive music for that matter. Um, but, you know, that's that's big news in the world of rock music and pretty much everybody respects the hell out of Dave Grohl and you know just everything that that band does and has done yeah. for just rock music in general so that's a really really big loss and just to pepper this in too he played drums on uh the uh No World for Tomorrow record by Coheed and Cambria yeah. as well he really helped and that's a big band for me so he really helped them uh kind of through a tough time in there and that they even came out and stated that you know if it wasn't for him bridging that gap you know, who knows where they would be today. So, yeah, I saw that in the like uh, Children of the Fence Facebook group. Right. A lot of people were posting that they were listening to that album in honor of him and, and posting stuff. So yeah. it was nice to see everyone like supportive. And even like when they posted that they're not doing, uh, they were supposed to perform for some award show. Was it? I think it, yeah. It was I, the Grammys? I was going to say it might have even been the Grammys. I'm not sure. I know they'd also just released a, a film, and then there was also like a, a yeah. soundtrack with that film, you know, more music there, and it's kind of heavy, actually. I don't know yeah, if you was, listened to it. Yeah, it was the, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I listened to the, like, the single that they put out before the movie came out, and uh, yeah, I've read that they were putting out like a, I don't know if it's technically all this way, but that song was very like thrashy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sound to it. And so, just, just really, really sad. Um, and he's definitely going to be missed. Uh, yeah. And hopefully, you know, the Foo Fighters will be able to, you know, move on. And, um, obviously that's not something that I'm sure they're thinking about right now you know, they're mourning the loss of, of a brother essentially. So, I'm hoping that, you know, those guys are okay. The thoughts go out to, to all of those guys and, you know, Taylor's family as well. And it's, it's, it's definitely tough. Yeah. It, it was good to see that people like in the comments and stuff were, I didn't see anyone being like, Oh, like you need to tour and stuff. It seemed like when they announced that they weren't doing it, that everybody's like, take the time you need to heal and, you know, mourn the loss and, and stuff. And so it was nice to see like the out pour of support for them and and stuff and definitely like from from us is you know if they they got to take their time and it's understandable and it's definitely a huge loss yeah absolutely i mean and you think about uh i mean dave grohl had to mourn the loss uh, you know pat smear as well i mean they both were in nirvana 
And yeah, you know, this is the second time they have to mourn the loss of, you know, such an important band member brother, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely can't be easy. Yeah. So, you know, our, our hearts go out to those guys and, you know, hopefully, hopefully they get, you know, the morning in that they need and, and can move forward. Yeah. Not just as a band and as musicians, but just, you know, as people as well. But yeah, unfortunately we're going to be transitioning to another pretty sad loss. Um, I had mentioned in a previous episode, I had finally been exploring the catalog of dance Gavin dance. Uh, that's a band that I had not been able to get into very much, uh, previously, but they announced that they were touring with Coheed and Cambria. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do the deep dive. I'm going to listen to the whole discography. Uh, And I did that and was pretty excited and pretty excited if it still happens uh, for that tour. But um, they just announced uh, that their bass player, Tim Furyk, uh, died as well uh, recently. So that's another extremely sad loss for a band that has a lot of respect in, you know, the metal, progressive metal community. So, yeah, it was was just like when the news came out, I just pretty much my whole Instagram feed was like the bands that I follow all like posting stuff and, you know, commenting on the dance, Gavin dance posts and stuff. So it was again, good to see like all the, the support and, and stuff for, you know, kind of one of the, you know, prolific basis in the scene. You know, I feel like dance, Gavin dance is a very well respected and known band, the Prague and, metalcore scene so absolutely it's sad to hear another story of a a band member that passed away yeah another major loss in in the scene in the you know rock metal heavy music scene so you know our thoughts go out to them as well um it's never easy to lose a friend and uh hopefully again you know those guys are able to heal and and move forward as musicians, as people. Um, so hopefully, you know, those guys will be able to be all right. And um, again, our, our thoughts, our hearts go out to those guys. Um, yeah, definitely. But we can transition now to a little bit, a little bit happier news here, a little bit different news. So uh, Prague music was represented at the Grammys this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> maybe not a first, but it's definitely not a common occurrence. So right, it was kind of nice to to see. Yeah, they they uh, had, I guess, multi. I mean, I would consider Deftones prog ish in some of their stuff. Gojira as well, Mastodon as well. So yeah, um, the Grammy for best metal performance went to Dream Theater this year, um, and those other bands I just mentioned were also on the list of nominees. So that's that's pretty cool to see, uh, and I know. Um, the member of Dream Theater who accepted the award did mention, you know, you know, it's great to see prog music continuing to grow and it's cool that we can write 13 minute songs and still be on this stage. So, <laughs> yeah. um, that was definitely cool to see, uh, you know, the, the music that we talk about, that we listen to, that we enjoy represented on such a major stage. Yeah, that's, I was, uh, when I saw the list of, of nominees, I was just like, wow, this is actually like a pretty pretty decent list and i know some people were kind of like shitting on the fact that dream theater won and stuff which i mean for me like i know as a prog fan this is probably like blasphemous but like dream theater has never been a huge band that i listen to like all the time not that i hate them or anything but they're just not like one of my favorites 
but you know, seeing them win was was pretty awesome. But then I, you know, seeing Gojira and Mastodon on there is like, those are two of my favorite bands, and they're yeah. they're actually like performing and you know nominated for best metal performance. It it actually felt like finally the Grammys are like actually understand what metal is. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> and uh, Between the Bear to Me was nominated uh, at one point as well. I think yeah. that was, what, last year, two years ago, whenever Automata came out? Is that is that right? For, like, Millions, maybe? Or for... Uh... I forget what song they played, but yeah, yeah it was a couple I, years it was, ago. It was one of those, but... Um... But that was always cool to see. I mean, most most of the time, the metal, best metal performance, you know, nominations go to acts like poppy who i know a lot of people <laughs> like poppy for some ironic reason um i don't get it but that's you know too <laughs> but you know yeah, you that... see you see bands quote unquote like that who who get nominated you know your slip knots your your corn things like you know bands that are more popular yeah. five finger death punch you know bands that you know real metalheads look at like eh, you know yeah but... it's, it's like the it's honestly ends up being more of like a extension of the best rock performance a lot of yeah, the time it's, yeah. it's like they don't really fully grasp what metal is and the different like nuances of the subgenres and and stuff whereas like really they should probably have like best thrash metal best progressive metal like we sh- they should just then get their own award show at that point there's yeah, too I many know. subgenres yeah but, i know they wouldn't uh, be I, and there are prog awards i know like prog magazine does does awards where there's an actual award show and stuff like that and they do like best album art best you know best song best album uh best new band whatever so they there there are shows sort of you know awards or whatever for these subgenres and for progressive music but it's cool to see you know progressive bands on a mainstream award show uh you know winning awards so yeah in that list that list i mean rob zombie was also on the list so just to throw that out there as well um that list was a lot better in my opinion than past you know best metal performance lists minus the time when between the barry to me was there because that yeah. that was cool to see well there was also august friends red one year too oh, i remember yeah. so like they have some some good bands but then they almost never win that yeah. it's like they almost do it to like appease the <laughs> the metal fans they're like yeah we hear you here's we, a band you know, they're not gonna win on. but we at least put them on there for you <laughs> And, yeah. and stuff and so seeing. dream theater honestly dream theater winning uh if i anybody i talk to who doesn't necessarily listen to progressive music or necessarily know what progressive music is for example i was talking to a co-worker the other day actually um and i mentioned that we do a you know a progressive music podcast progressive metal podcast he's like oh bands like dream theater so i mean like they are sort of you know for people who don't know necessarily you know progressive music they're kind of the face of progressive music for outsiders i think yeah i do i feel like they're definitely one of the like prolific bands in the progressive music scene that you know anyone that kind of has friends who are metalheads they probably have heard of dream theater or or something so i it's good to see that you know prog was represented for sure absolutely Absolutely. So moving on to the next piece of news here, uh, Brand of Sacrifice and We Came as Romans are teasing a collab track. So I don't actually know much about this. So I think you put this one on here. Uh, yeah. T- t- tell me and everyone about this. Well, yeah. So I guess um, they, I think it was We Came as Romans that had posted on their Instagram that um, 
I, I forget what track it was, but they posted, it's like, oh, it's uh, this track, but heavier. And then it said like underneath, it was Brand of Sacrifice X, We Came as Romans. So I thought that was a very like unique collaboration because they're very different bands. Like, yeah, I, I remember my whole like high school slash early college, you know, music experience, absolutely hating. We came as Romans and I don't think I've ever listened to anything by them since. So it's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting mix. Is it a collab or are they covering a song? I th- so I th- from the context that it was just like the tease, and I just kind of briefly read it um, last night actually. That it sounds like they're doing like redoing a track, but then they're uh, like they're collaborating on the oh, okay. the redo of the track. Well, that's cool. From what I from what I gathered, I just when I saw that it was Brand of Sacrifice and We Came as Romans crossover, it's like I've <laughs> got to talk about this this is a uh unique and potentially a pretty cool crossover yeah anything like anything mixed like that has potential uh but yeah i guess we'll see we'll see how that goes and so this next piece of news that you also put on here that i yeah. didn't see um, <laughs> which i would be very interested in uh tosin abasi the guitar god himself uh, has been flirting with the idea of doing a blues record i would absolutely buy this record um any yeah, blues jazz would be really cool to see him do something like that. I mean, you know, they sort of incorporate this into their music animals as leaders, you know, now um, I would love to see just like a pure blues or jazz record come from him. That would be awesome. Yeah. Whenever I, I was on uh, just looking at the, the world of metal news last night and just kind of checking to see if I've missed anything recently and you know i had these two pieces of weird news that i thought were pretty cool and worth talking about the i mean tosin is just a next level guitarist so like i have no doubt that he would be able to uh to make a blues record and you know take blues and you know what you know of blues and you know kind of add some of that animals as leaders elements to it and and do something cool with it it, yeah, the the article I I just kind of briefly read over it. Uh, it sounded like he has been taking blues lessons and like learning more blues stuff. Um, and with a, a recent interview, he said he had been flirting with the idea of of it. It sounds like it's very like not definitely happening, but he, you know he just expressed that you know there was at least some interest there. So. Definitely something to keep an eye out for yeah. and see if that pops onto Spotify, <laughs> surprisingly. That would be really cool. Uh, and I mean, he's, he's, you know, classically trained, you know, he's, he's got a music degree. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure he could accomplish just about anything he set his mind to in music. So I definitely would keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah. So uh, switching up here, so some new singles that have been released since the last time we talked. We don't have too many on this list because um, a lot of the singles that were released, now we have full records for. Um, and also, you know, if we talked about every single that got released, we'd be <laughs> yeah. here forever. So um, the first one that I wanted to talk about, um, a band that I really enjoy uh, called Astronoid. They released a new single called Eyes. Um, they're actually announced a new record as well. I don't remember the name of the record. I apologize, but it's being released on three dot records, which yeah. is pretty cool. So periphery's uh, 
label is you know has signed and is releasing Astronoid's new record. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. I'm curious if we're gonna get like a Misha or a Spencer feature somewhere in there. But that would uh, be really cool to have Spencer featured vocalists like with. I feel like their their vocal styles would lend well to each other. So just having him pop in for like a verse or or something would be pretty cool. And then Uh, Misha just put him in everything for sure. For sure. (laughs) Astronoid's very unique um, in the sense of they use like this weird filter on their vocal. Um, I saw them live with Coheed and uh, and the Contortionist, which is a really cool show. Uh, probably one of my favorite lineups. And uh, yeah, I mean, even live, they have this filter on the mic. It actually died at one point. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That so weird. <laughs> which was real strange. So it died at one point and they had to like... They they stopped the show temporarily to like try to fix it because I think he heavily relies on that filter. Maybe I don't know. I mean, he, he did do some of the song without it. It, it sounded fine. I don't, I just think it's maybe their sound. Um, yeah, and it what? does it does lend to the to the music as well because it's it, it's their sound for sure. It's what makes them unique, and I I genuinely do enjoy it. I don't normally like a lot of weird stuff like weird filters and effects and stuff like that. I feel like it's not to the point where it it hits you in the face like over process. It just kind of adds like a certain, I don't know, something like a flair to it. But yeah. it's not like so much that it feels like overly processed. I don't know. I, I was actually just listening to this single like, I don't know, a couple days ago. Uh, I had been meaning to check it out and then it kind of kept falling off of my radar and then... It's like, oh, we're about to record an episode. I definitely need to check it out and be able to like talk to it. And yeah, I like their sound a lot. They they do when you said they toured with Coheed, they give me a lot of Coheed flavor to yeah, their, like a their heavier, music. But a heavier yeah. Coheed, yeah, for sure. Not necess- that's not, you know, it's not a one to one. They're not a heavier Coheed, but some of their songs, you know, you can get coheed vibes for sure yeah um, i think i think it's mostly from the vocals being like a higher register it's like yeah. kind of claudio adjacent vocals sure. but the, the instrumentation sounds definitely different and has their yeah, own thing got, going it's got on the but. heavy stuff you know the it's got the, the heavy flavor some of the prog rock flavor at yeah. times like it's it's a good mix of all of that um i really like the their artwork for this single like i don't know if that'll be the same as their album because i know sometimes bands will get like uh monuments did like they did different artwork for each of the singles they drop um so i don't know if this will actually be like the final artwork but it's really cool looking it is cool um yeah i i uh i'm i'm really excited for the new record here um dream and lines was really good um i'm just i'm definitely expecting this record to end up on my end of year list uh and i guess we'll see kind of how it shakes out i think i'm i'm more energized by the fact that three dot records is involved misha's involved somehow so like i mean (laughs) yeah that's he's such a great producer i know i've talked about this before but there's a band called being that's out there that released a record that you could tell how like raw it was when they released it and then misha got involved on a song uh, maybe on a whole record, maybe he redid their whole record. I don't remember, but the difference was incredible. So uh, I, I have a lot of hope for this record and uh, definitely check out the single eyes by Astronoid if you've not checked it out, but uh, moving on to the next one, you want to talk about this one? 
Yeah, so uh, Charlie Griffiths, the Haken guitarist, um, has his own side project, just, you know, named Charlie Griffiths. Uh, and he had a song, Arctic Cemetery, that they just put out recently, and it features Tommy Rogers from Between the Buried and Me. Um, I just listened to it, uh, like late last night when I was, you know, doing my deep dive with the world of, of metal and I didn't know he had a side project. Um, but yeah, they have a, he has a full album coming out in June. I, it doesn't appear as though Tommy Rogers is going to be like the vocalist on all of them. I think it was just like a feature, but yeah, it's a, it's a long song and it seems like very extended universe BT Bam. So I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, it's definitely, it sounds like a Between the Buried and Me song. I mean, honestly, Haken gets compared to Between the Buried and Me a lot. And if it wasn't for the vocals in Haken, I could, I mean, the instrumentals from Haken's music are really, really like, you know, you get Between the Buried and Me vibes. So, yeah. Um, and that's not a shot at Haken's vocals because I love Haken. So I <laughs> just want to make that clear. I did say earlier I was listening to Haken's Affinity record pretty, pretty uh, frequently recently. So, um, but yeah, it's it's cool to see sort of two bands that are so high up on my list, you know, collaborate in some way. Yeah, that's when when I saw it, I I sent it to you and I was like, if you hadn't heard this, is like this is this is all you. So that's yeah, what I sent it. Over. I follow a lot of those guys on on social media, and I saw them teasing like videos of of uh, Tommy in the studio and stuff like that. So I was uh, I was definitely excited to see that and to hear this song too. It, it turned out really good and. Uh, definitely check that out if you've not yet. It's crazy that uh, we may potentially get a Haken album this year and then also, you know, Haken side project album this year, too. So right. that's uh, that's a lot of Haken sound all <laughs> all coming out at once. Yeah, so that's sure. pretty exciting. For sure. I really hope we get that Haken record before the end of the year. It's possible it goes into next year, but yeah. I, I would love to, you know, there's so much good music already kind of on the docket this year that uh just keep adding to it <laughs> just yeah, keep just, piling it on i know i after last year and all the good albums that came out just like oh i don't know how next year could compare and i mean it's only april and so far i've got like three or four albums that i'm like gonna have to seriously listen to several times through to determine which one i like the best they're they're all competing for my top spots so you know, and then we still have the remainder of the year left and who knows what, what else will come out. So it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so switching gears again. Uh, so there's a band called novelists. They go by novelists FR, um, that were really, really high on my list. Um, uh, I think maybe 2018, they released a record, that ended up being my album of the year that year um, because I just genuinely enjoyed everything. I, Aaron, Aaron Marshall was featured on one of their songs on that record. Um, and uh, I think yeah, it was called C'est La Vie. It was actually 2020. Wow, that wasn't that long ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was longer ago. Anyways, um, that was my album of the year in 2020. I really, really enjoy that record. Say La Vie by Novelists FR. That was a good If you've not heard record. anything on that record or that record at all, definitely check that out. But um, after they released that record, they parted ways with their singer, um, who was probably the reason why I really enjoyed that record. Uh, they got a new singer, 
um, I think his name's Tobias. Uh, he was in a band called Alaska. Um, and I don't vibe as much with him, but they've released a couple singles and it's been hit or miss. They just released a new single called, I mean, they released a song called terrorist with him. Oh, uh, smoke signals is the most recent one. So I don't, I don't think I've listened to this one yet. I've, I have seen a couple of their singles and yeah. I was the same way. There was like kind of a lukewarm it reception just, for me. It was just like, Oh, it's pretty, they've got some cool stuff here, but the vocals I'm, I don't vibe with as much. They went from sort of having their own sound with their old singer. Um, I think his name was Mateo. He, he's in a new band called Salem, by the way, which is worth checking out. But yeah, you, um, it's, is it S-A-L-3-M? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, and some of that, some of that stuff has like old novelist vibes, probably because of the singer. But um, it's still not the same for me. But uh, with the new singer, they've kind of taken on a new sound, similar to like North Lane era, um, but slightly more, you know, more towards the North Lane side of like the more overproduced, like their Alien record, which I'm not a fan of. Um, so the signal or the single smoke signals is <laughs> is kind of, you know, it's 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 in the middle. Like I still vibe with parts of it, parts of it I don't vibe with, but still worth checking out. Um and they're coming out with a new record soon. So I'll definitely be checking that out um to see kind of how the full the first full record uh is with this new this new lineup. So Definitely worth checking out if you've not checked it out. Definitely check out Say La Vie, the record, uh, if you've not heard of Novelists at all, um, because that is genuinely a masterpiece, in my opinion. I really, really like that record. Yeah, it is a, it is a good one. It was, I don't think it made my, my album of the year, but it was. Uh, I definitely listened to it, and I still listen to it like from time to time. I mean, with all the good stuff that we have coming out all the time, <laughs> I... Uh, tend to listen to more of the like what's new stuff but i do go back and and listen to that album again from time to time i just really vibe with the title track it's short ish um and it's very soft and slow for the most part but i don't know why i really vibe with that song so uh and head rush is a really good song on that record same with human condition which is the track that features aaron marshall so definitely check all that out if you've not already but uh, moving on, let's talk about some full uh, some full album releases. We've had three pretty major records drop since the last time we talked. So yeah, I think we we uh, talked about one already. Uh, Did we? With just very briefly, oh, monuments okay. uh, in stasis. Oh, today. Just from, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant on a on a previous episode. Oh I no, like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no, just. <laughs> we were talking about the monuments one earlier. Since yeah, we've both been listening right. to it. That's. Uh, yeah, it's, that one is a very strong contender for, for album of the year. I've listened to it probably the most in a short period of time <laughs> compared yeah. to any other albums. Like uh, Fit for an Autopsy is still probably my most listened to like number of times through. But um, just in a 24-hour period, I've listened to this album four times. So <laughs> it's definitely worth checking out. Um, the, yeah, they... They don't have a bad track on this. Yeah, everything is pretty great. Uh, I've been listening to it in the car. That's been my like driving soundtrack recently. Going fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, Cardinal Red was one of the singles that they put out. And 
you know, pretty consistently that's been, in my opinion, the best song uh, released to date this year. Um, but then the closing track on this record called The Sumerian, I think that's how it would be pronounced. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure because it's Sumerian, yeah. like the record label, but it's spelled C-I-M-M. Right. So yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. if it's Kimmerian or Sumerian. Yeah, but regardless, uh, it's an eight minute long song and it's the the chain the tempo changes the just the the feel of the song the whole way through the flow is just awesome it's it's probably my favorite song on the record um it i think it beats out cardinal red for me Whew. um and there there are other really good songs on this record as well uh um there's one featuring spencer uh from yeah. periphery which is pretty cool yeah i like that track too but i think for me cardinal red is probably still my favorite the sumerian it's probably a, a close second, and then uh, that Spencer one, just because, you know, like I've said before, anything that <laughs> the guys from Periphery put out, I'm I'm on board for, so with them being featured. Yeah, right, right now, this is my album of the year. Um, obviously, it's early, but uh, right now, that's that's where this is at. I honestly thought Meshuggah was going to hold that pretty consistently, and honestly, after some more listens, maybe it'll flip. I don't know, but... Um, I I just really vibe with this record. This is this is kind of what this is the type of progressive metal that I enjoy personally. Um so it was it was really cool to to see that the whole record sort of lived up to the expectations that the singles kind of laid out for us. So um yeah, so honestly, we'll see we'll see where it lands, but since I mentioned Mashuga, uh yeah. their their full record just dropped as well. Uh immutable yes it is heavy um obviously that is kind of the sugar's <laughs> thing but it is it is heavy it is genty since they invented that i i kind of expected that as well and um honestly every song is pretty consistently good uh i I really did think that it was probably going to be, you know, a top three record at the end of the year. Uh, right now, it's still holding holding ground there for me. But uh, I don't know. What was the highlight for you? Yeah, I think the like you said, the, the whole album is pretty awesome. Um, I think some of my favorites were uh, Kaleidoscope and uh, I enjoyed Ligature Marks um, and then ah oh, man it's like just looking at this track list it's like i just want to name all of them yeah they, i think Kaleido- are... kaleidoscope was my favorite track yeah um, i i marked that one uh on my on my spotify list here that that was definitely my favorite track uh the singles that they released were so good too i mean the abysmal eye and with that video too i mean everything about that is really cool uh so yeah i mean it's it's consistent it's heavy it's mashuga we expected it so uh definitely cool that again another record living up sort of to the expectations that were put out you know by how great the singles were so um definitely definitely contender like i said sometimes i'll i'll have like for example last year i really felt like era was going to end up on top for me but they were really it was released so early and other records grew on me and era still ended up in my top 10 but i mean yeah i the mishuga one i was wondering like before it came out, I liked the singles, but you know, it sounded like more Meshuga. And I know we talked similarly about animals as leaders and, uh, it's like, you know, the stuff they put out, it's, it's more of their sound. And, and I was like, 
hoping that I didn't feel this way, but I was wondering if when the album came out, they'd be like, yeah, it's just more Mashuga, but it's more like, it's more Mashuga. Right, you know, right, it's, right. it's excited. And I mean, the whole, the album just starts off heavy and it doesn't stop. And if anything, it gets heavier as it goes. You just get it's, that, that constant stank face. Going. Yeah. 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 It's definitely stank face inducing for sure. <laughs> and it's uh listener discretion is advised. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, it's, it's consistent. It's great. Uh, even though it's more Mashuga, Mashuga is awesome. And we've said the same thing about animals as leaders, whether or not it would stand out. That was the thing that we were kind of stating with animals as leaders. Same yeah. thing for Mashuga, you know, whether or not it'll still stand out. And it did. Um, so that's, that's definitely cool. And might as well switch gears here to the animals as leaders record. Cause that also dropped. So um, it's called what Parisia, I believe. Um, yeah, and, I think that's how you pronounce it. And uh, that's the downfall <laughs> of uh, prog music is you can't <laughs> pronounce half the songs and albums. Right. right. Um, it exceeded my expectations. It really did. Uh, I had been talking on multiple episodes here leading up to this one. That, <laughs> you know, all animals as leaders, the singles that they put out, I was like, it's just more, you know, more of the same. Tosin is amazing. You know, Javier is amazing. Matt's amazing. They're all amazing musicians so like obviously they're going to drop great music but is it going to stand out um and there are at least three tracks on this record that stood out to me and that's not that's probably more than i expected to be honest um especially with the singles uh they were great but they weren't like i wouldn't have put them high up but they released a song called red miso on this record uh that i was vibing with from the beginning um uh, conflict cartography is the opening track as well and that was another one that sort of like got my interest um so th- between those two tracks that that was enough for me to be like okay this is this stands out to me this isn't just you know more thumping and more whatever i mean obviously there's that it's tosin he's got like this weird thumb situation going on that he's <laughs> you know uh but it's yeah it, it really stood out the they have like Mashuga style breakdowns in some of these songs, which they've done. It's not like this is new for animals as leaders to do breakdowns, but the way they transitioned into it was kind of different than normal. Yeah. The, I, listening to, to red Miso is the one that like comes to mind is it just like, it changes up and you're like, Whoa, what is this? Yeah. And then it does it again. And you're like, wait, this is all still the same song? What is happening? And I mean, it's not an overly long song. Like, I mean, it comes in at like four and a half minutes. So it's, you know, in the world of Prague, that's like short. Right. But it somehow has, it. like, if you weren't looking at the track list, you could be convinced that like there were three separate short songs. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. But um, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised too with yeah. it. I was... There were times where the instrumentals gave me, uh, and this is kind of a weird comparison, I guess, but like P2 periphery vibes at times. I don't know why on that song. Um, and then transition to like their weightless record. Like it reminded me of some of the stuff on that, some of the like softer transition-y stuff, um, like songs like New Eden and stuff like that off of that record. I got some of those vibes. And then just Meshuggah breakdown stuff that was different but not different for them um but all combined in like a short period of time it was kind of cool to just 
go on that journey of trying to figure out what what it's you know obviously it sounds like animals as leaders but what what else am I picking up from this that like makes it stand out because it did stand out to me yeah I think that was my concern with the album is just you know we've talked numerous times about how animals as leaders is like they're just music geniuses but because they've set the bar so high it's just like what else can they do and I'm surprised to see that like they did come out and you know while it still does sound like more animals as leaders they did throw some curveballs in there and change it up and you know like you said have a little bit of that periphery sound some sugar mix in that it kind of does change it up enough that it it makes it feel fresh not just like oh it's more animals as leaders so yeah it's i went in like kind of cautiously optimistic right. i guess and then was still like pleasantly surprised it's definitely up there on my list i don't know that it'll stand at album of the year for me but yeah. I, it, as of now it's it's probably top three it's definitely top five yeah it, i i struggle to see it falling out of my top 10 yeah um but i don't see it finishing in my top five but that's still like there before it was released just listening to the singles i was curious whether or not it would even make my top 10 after hearing it i'm pretty confident that it will um and definitely some of those songs red miso in in particular i'm gonna just keep dropping that so if you're gonna listen to one song listen to that one but um that's the one that i think will be on my like best tracks of the year type playlist that i put together every year so yeah i'm wondering if for me because like i thought the singles they put out were are probably some of the like weaker songs on the album and maybe it's just because those ones sound like more animals as leaders but then like red miso sounding different and doing its own thing is like that's the thing for me that that track stuck out because of that so maybe they put those singles out thinking like oh these are the safer ones that like fans of our music will like and that's why you and I kind of both had that like uh mentality and then you know hearing red miso being like oh, okay this is this is pretty good yeah I do agree I think that uh the singles they put out are are some of you know not that any of the tracks are weak in my opinion yeah yeah be, but, relatively speaking um, but yeah, I, I honestly do think that some of the some of the singles, you know, were some of the the weaker tracks on this record. So, you know, relatively. <laughs> yeah. So always uh, gotta add that caveat. <laughs> I mean, anything with Tosin in it and, and oh, Javier, like yeah. just and Matt Matt gets busy on the drums in this record. Like, <laughs> yeah. He uh he really stood out that that's what really stood out to me, honestly. Um normally you're just so focused on Tosin and Javier being just world class musicians that you kind of forget that their drummer is freaking amazing too. So um I think that really stood out on this record. Yeah. For me personally at least. But you know, check it out. Definitely uh come up with your own opinions and uh yeah, yeah comment let us know i, I know a lot of a lot of musicians that i respect greatly too are already like album of the year for this which is i mean it, it's very good it's very good i can so, see why people would yeah put it there it just for me it is kind of like the i feel like i have that bias it's like oh well it's more animals as leaders it's like we expect them to do to do well and i know that's like not fair holding them up on that higher standard but yeah. Just I guess that's the uh, the blessing and the curse of being <laughs> Tosin and and being a guitar god. Absolutely. 
So, uh, anyways, I think that's the last album we wanted to discuss. Yeah, the major uh, ones, anyway. Yeah, so let's switch over to tour announcements. So, there, we'll start with a couple festivals. One that I'm real salty about, um, and I'll I'll explain that when we get to it. But <laughs> we'll start with the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Uh, some of that lineup's been released, or probably all of it, but some of the highlights. Uh, so, Whitechapel, that's a band that was kind of big for us in, in high school, at least yeah. me in particular. Uh, I listened to a lot, you know, Somatic Defilement, and uh, what the, what's the other one that came right after that? I'm not big. Uh, uh, I don't remember. This is Exile? Yes, this yeah. is Exile. Thank you. Um, those those two records were pretty pretty big for me back in my deathcore phase. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, I've kind of fallen off of them with their newest album, Kin. I wasn't a huge fan of what I, I listened to. Um, but their earlier albums were, you know, pretty big for our, our high school phase. I was just surprised. Like I expected with calling it, you know, Blue Ridge Rock Festival. I expected to be more like Southern rock, you know, like, a. I mean, I know, I know like rock bands, like I'm pretty sure Coheed has played Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Oh really? Yeah. I like, I know they get, but that again, you know, bands on this list knocked loose straight from the path, like hardcore bands, Zao, Siamese, which is not really, I could see Siamese on that, on that tour for fit for a King. You know, these are all heavier bands that you wouldn't necessarily think you would see on a rock festival bill. Yeah. Um, that's why I was surprised. Like I was scrolling through the list and it was like, there's no way, uh, like Nita Strauss is on there too. Right. Yeah. And she's going to be there, which I'm not surprised. Like it seemed like she would fit in that, that bill for sure doesn't um, she play guitar or did she play guitar for uh um alice cooper for some reason for yeah some yeah i think yeah. she did i think that's where she started and yeah. then she kind of like transcended yeah, and started good. doing she's, her own thing yeah impressive. she got her own like signature line of guitars <laughs> cool. and and but, stuff uh, but yeah that's definitely a, a heavier lineup than i've seen in the past for that festival so that's that's definitely interesting to see that uh that's kind of branching out like that i mean Whitechapel's Kin record does kind of lend them to be able to play less heavy festivals, but then you look at you look at bands like Knocked Loose and Straight from the Path, and it's like, no, nah, there's no rules. So. <laughs> yeah, they just do it. They're doing whatever they want out there. Right. And like Zao or Zao, I'm not sure exactly yeah. how, to, how to pronounce it. Like their vocals, it just sounds like some like reptile serpent <laughs> monster is their singer. Like from you know from his vocals, it's just absurd. Like they're real heavy too. And, yeah. um, yeah, seeing those, them on there, like I, you know, like you said about Siamese, I could see them playing on there too, but also like as much as they are like softer, like prog rock, I also feel like they're like, they, I don't know, the style of music doesn't quite fit as much with them. So I was like surprised in yeah, a way too, to sure. see them on there. So yeah, I just, I thought it was an interesting yeah. Music festival that I was like, I kind of would enjoy to yeah. go to this. Yeah. And there's a, so Zao, Zao, however it's pronounced. Uh, we don't have this on the list, but I'm going to say it anyways, because I don't remember if I said this on a previous episode, but they're touring with Darkest Hour. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know if you mentioned that they were touring yeah. with them, but yeah. They're... So Darkest Hour is touring uh, Deliver Us in its entirety, which is my favorite Darkest Hour record. I'm pretty sure I talked about this on another episode, but I didn't see it in my notes, so I'm saying it here now. Darkest <laughs> Hour is touring Deliver Us in its entirety. That is their best record. If you've never listened to it, go listen to it. 
Um, super pumped for that tour. Already bought my tickets. I wish I had enough friends that I could have, because at this venue, it's like, if you have eight friends, you get a whole table. So I was like, oh, that'd be great. Um, being old, I like to sit sometimes at concerts. Uh, I don't know if I would want to be sitting at this show, though. I'm really excited to see that. Uh, so yeah, one of my favorite records of all time. So really excited to see them tour that. Yeah. And, that would be pretty uh, sweet. Zao or Zao or however it's pronounced is opening for them. So just wanted to throw that in there while we were talking about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to switch gears to the festival that I'm salty about. I was uh, going to say, I was like, <laughs> I'll explain. I'll explain. So Arc Tangent is a reoccurring festival that happens in Europe. And it always gets the most amazing progressive bands like this year it's Opeth, it's Tesseract, Leprous, Intervals, Covet, Delta Sleep, Rivers of Nile, like Thank You Scientist, Intronaut, like all these major amazing bands. Why can't we have something like that in the United States? Yeah. <laughs> Why does this not exist? We have this prog fest that happens once a year in like Atlanta or whatever, but it never gets bands like this. There's like maybe one or two, if that, and everything else is bands you've never heard of, which is fine. I love discovering new bands. But come on, just give us one. Because there's so many other ones too. What's the like I don't like Radar is another one, I think. Radar yeah, Festival Radar Festival. Festival. There's yeah. just so many amazing progressive metal, progressive rock, progressive music in general festivals that happen over in like Europe and the UK and stuff like that. I just want one. <laughs> yeah, just, just one. one. Well, it's weird because like half of those bands you listed are from the US. Right. Too. So it's like, and I mean, this isn't even half of the bands that are performing at Arctangent. Yeah, no, the These are just some huge. of the big ones. But yeah, it's just like, it is strange that we don't get just something one. like that in the, in the US. But it's a bucket list thing for me, for sure, to go I, to Arctangent. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. But that's just, that's why I'm salty. Not because the tour makes me salty. It's that <laughs> we, don't, we don't have that luxury here. That's why I was confused when you said you were salty. And I was like, why are you mad about this? I, I wanted to, I wanted there to be some, you know, suspense. Yeah, like, you yeah. definitely kept me in suspense there. I was like waiting for the story. Cause yeah, it's like, there is nothing bad about no, Arctangent. It's so amazing. Uh, but yeah, so for everybody... That's listening from the UK. I'm jealous of you guys for having such awesome Prague festivals. And if anyone wants to pay for us to yeah, come, fly us out. <laughs> we <laughs> would no. be happy to attend. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's so that's so awesome. Uh, one of one of these years we'll get out there. But yeah, definitely um, a bucket list thing for me for sure. So the next uh, the next tour was just recently announced. Uh, U.S. tour. Um, North Lane bring in Silent Planet and Avoid out on the road in the U.S. I don't know the last time North Lane's toured the U.S. It's definitely been a while. Um, clearly with COVID, it's been a while for a lot of these bands touring in general. But uh, yeah. North Lane being from Australia, uh, I I think it was actually pretty. You know, even before COVID, it's it's been a while. So uh, I could be wrong on that, but <laughs> I've definitely not seen them. I don't think on a bill in a while. So that's going to be cool. Uh, Silent Planet being one of my favorite bands. Uh, North Lane being a band that I used to really enjoy. Uh, I like some of their new stuff. So that would be cool. And Avoid is very cool as well. So I've actually never listened to Avoid. I'm aware of them, but I, I don't think I've ever heard anything by them. So this would be a show that like I'd be going for Silent Planet. And then I'd also enjoy North Lane because I, I listened to them and... You know, there are definitely songs by them that I like, but Silent Planet would be like the reason I'm going and, you know, kind of maybe discover some of Avoid's yeah. music. So this would be an interesting tour to 
to get like a good experience out of, of like, yeah. oh, a band that I've kind of discovered through this tour and well, and as, stuff. as old people here, um, if we order tickets early enough, the venue that they're playing at does have VIP seating. So and I'm pretty <laughs> sure we can also eat there too. Look at that. <laughs> All about like, eating spo- and sitting. Spoken like a true metalhead, right? But uh, no, I, that's Silent Planet's so awesome. I love being like up close and personal to the stage whenever they're playing and, yeah, I don't think I could sit for Silent Planet. No. Maybe for North Lane, I yeah. could maybe sit and eat some some chicken tenders. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's one that I definitely want to get tickets for and uh, check out. So hopefully we can make that happen. Uh, right now, the only shows we have tickets for, at least me personally, uh, the Darkest Hour show, I bought those immediately. Obviously, yeah. I hyped that up. Um, and then uh, Coheed with Dance Gavin Dance, hopefully. Hopefully that still happens with, you know, what happened with Dance Gavin Dance's camp. But, um, but yeah, that, that would, that's all we have upcoming right now. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, switching gears, Animals as Leaders, uh, talked about them a little bit, obviously with their new record, they are touring in support of that, uh, with Intervals, which two fantastic instrumental bands right there. If, uh, you're into just guitar wizardry, that's a solid tour. Yeah, that's uh I didn't see this actually, but Yeah, I think they're on the road right now. Like I think this is happening right now. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um I Did I it... don't think they're coming to us personally. Oh, but... maybe that's why I didn't see it then cuz <laughs> yeah. like if it's if it's not in like the Pittsburgh area or within like an hour or two drive, yeah. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I, I think don't know. they played Philly and uh maybe Harrisburg since that's been a thing. Yeah, it seems like a lot of uh a lot of tours are coming through and they're just hitting like double like mid to east PA. Which is unfortunate. And skipping us over here in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, but you know, that's it's definitely worth mentioning because those are two, you know, monsters and instrumental prog and uh, you know, if they're coming through your your city or somewhere near you, definitely check that out. Uh especially with how much I you know, how much how well uh, the new Animals as Leaders record turned out, in my opinion, and I'm sure others. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely worth checking out. And obviously, Aaron Marshall always puts on a solid show. So that whole crew. Yeah, their uh, their most recent album has just got so many good songs on it. Yeah, like it's, Circadian. Yeah, yeah, it's so just good. so many jams. And I mean, they've got the the tour that they came in like December out this way. Like they played a good mix of of stuff yeah. and. Uh, I feel like if they keep a similar set list, that'll be a really fun show with Animals Leaders' new stuff. And yeah, we t- we talked about that a little bit earlier. We went and saw them with uh, Cryptodira and Thank You Scientist. That was a really cool show. We posted a, a video, at least one video of that show on our social media. Uh, at least the one with the sax. Yeah, phone. yeah. I was gonna say because the uh, the sax player from Thank You Scientist came out and played on uh, Dose, which is one of my favorite tracks off Circadian. That is a really so, awesome track. Um, that was that was really fun to watch. Yeah, like and having they, that. That's the thing with intervals too. It just always looks like those guys are having such a great time up there. Yeah. Uh, it makes me wish that that was my life a little bit at times. <laughs> you know, some bands come out, they do what they need to do, they leave. Uh, Polyphia comes to mind. But, um, but yeah, intervals and air marshal, those guys just, they look like they're genuinely enjoying their life up there. So, (laughs) yeah, uh, it makes for an 
enjoyable experience from you know the people watching as well so yeah there's definitely uh like the energy of the performers gives to the energy of the the audience and if they're having fun and having a good time then like everyone else seems to as well yeah absolutely well i think that's everything we wanted to talk about we can talk about a little bit of what's next for us here um we do have another episode coming out here shortly. It might come out before this. It might come out after this. We have to talk about that. But um, where we review the Delta Sleep show that we went to, which was really cool. Um, we have a episode that is in the works called Hidden Gems, where we're going to talk about some bands that we think deserve a little bit more recognition. Uh, we're going to do some artist spotlight episodes too, or we're just going to talk about a band for however long we talk about a band. Um, yeah, just kind of go through their discography and um, maybe even like rank their, their albums. Yeah, um, at least talk about each record and how, you know, what they mean to us, whatever favorite songs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're probably mostly like prolific prog bands that like... Yeah anyone listening to this podcast would know that like they won't be like deep cuts most likely. Yeah. And depending on too, if, if we have any, you know, we can maybe get some, some fan, uh, some fan input too on, on who we should talk about as well. I mean, I think the, like, like you said, the first couple will definitely be like prolific bands between the Barry to me, Coed and Cambria contortionist Tesseract bands that people have heard of, um, that, you know, their discography is very well known. But uh, I wouldn't hate, you know, having somebody throw out a band that I barely listened to and then have, you know, like what I had to do, what I did with, not had to do. What, <laughs> what you made <laughs> yourself made, yeah, do. What I did with Dance Gavin Dance, you know, like it'd be cool to be. Yeah, you know, honestly, like I'd be, I'd be cool with that. Like yeah. if we had people to like comment, give us feedback and like suggest a band for us to, to do something like that yeah. with, like give them a listen through on their discography, maybe like rank their albums or at least like discuss what we thought about each one um kind of talk about them and, and stuff i i feel like that would be an, yeah. kind of an interesting project yeah, for, I, I for us even, and then cool to interact with with listeners too so for sure i wouldn't even put a limit on genre give us whatever you know don't get too crazy but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, yeah i think that's a that's a cool idea something we can maybe throw out on social media at some point we'll get through the first couple first and just see how it goes yeah see what um, the responses but, yeah but I, I think that's a cool idea and obviously we talked about you know we have a couple shows coming up we'll do concert review episodes for that the coheed episode the uh or the coheed show we'll do an episode for um the darkest hour episode will or show we'll do an episode for um and whatever whatever other shows we end up attending will be cool and uh something else once we once the coheed record drops um I think we're going to do a giveaway. Uh, it's going to be something Coheed related. I don't know yet. I have a lot of Coheed stuff, stuff signed by Claudio, other members of the band. Uh, so it's going to be something cool for sure. So keep an eye out for that as well. Um, and yeah, that's kind of all I can think about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think pretty much covered yeah, everything. Got so. most of the major news. That's So definitely follow us on our social media if you don't already. Uh, on Instagram, just look up Progressive Gentleman. Twitter, we are Prog Gent Pod. Um, and, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you like what you hear, uh, we'd love a, a good rating. Uh, it gets us a little bit more exposure. and you Yeah, know, it definitely helps get us on, on some charts and uh, get us... A little more exposure and the different uh platforms of choice so sure, please sure. 
please uh you know take the time to to rate if you yeah if, if, if you, you could s- if you deem us worthy you know we we appreciate we're it we're not and, worthy uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah thanks again for listening to us talk and uh we look forward to talking to you guys again soon thanks again thanks